How's that? How's training going? It's been difficult to train, um, but you know I've been trying to make it work for the best of my abilities. So I've been doing a lot of really a lot of cardio. So basically, the main thing I can really do right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you're you're in uh, you're in Michigan. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. So yeah, I I do. I'm an accountant by trait. I do this kind of like on the side for fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, we work with a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, the jails there in Michigan. And that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, you know, everything there is locked down and, uh, a lot of them are being sent home, a lot of the staff. So I hear Michigan's definitely not one of the best, better States to be in through all of this. So no, actually it said actually so far they said Detroit has the highest rise, uh, of the COVID-19 so far. Um, even though New York is the most popular or is the most populated and has the biggest number, Detroit had the highest peak, the fastest peak, should I say? Jeez, yeah, we uh, yeah, because when we like my uh, my boss went down and he was in uh, he was in Seattle and uh, that's when it really started to pick up there. Uh, Washington was bad and then it made its way into Michigan, and uh, yeah, from what all our business is down there and everything's closing yeah. down and everything, so. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad things with you are going going all right. I guess, and uh, as good, yeah, as good as it can be. We, we on full lockdown here, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here too, here too. We can get fined for for being out in the street and stuff. Um, so, uh, just gotta just gotta stay safe. And uh, I guess the first question I have is, uh, you know, with like for example, like UFC 249 seems to be the only card going on in all of MMA as a fighter what does it uh, like what what would be the things you need to consider um you know obviously from a fan perspective it's yeah fight why not uh but from a fighter perspective what are some of the things you have to weigh before making the decision to to fight on that card honestly right now you'd have to make sure you have the proper training um the training regimen is very important right now we're all us, us as fighters we're unable to really train in any big facilities or any gyms because they're not allowing us to have no more than four people in there not to mention we can't really have good partners and good grappling partners good sparring partners because of the lack of resource that we are limited to not to mention in when this the, the COVID 19 it pretty much is attacks your immune system so as cutting weight as a fighter, you have to be extremely careful because we cut weight and when we cut our weight and like our water weight and the diet and, you know, pretty much dehydrate our bodies, um, it weakens our immune system. So if we get, if we do happen to catch it, then it's going to be twice as hard on us. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't look at it that way because it's like, oh, these guys are professional athletes. It'll just, they won't even notice um and it, like you said it's almost the opposite especially when you're cutting weight and you're putting your body through that sort of uh you're making your body suffer a little bit just to just to make weight um yeah, our, body, our body is at its actual weakest when is when we is when we're doing the uh the water overloading and depleting our body of water and cutting our weight that's how we're we're susceptible to catching, you know, uh, staph infection, uh, even this disease that's going on, you know, just a common cold because our, our immune system is pretty much working over our, our body is going through a lot. It's a major adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans don't look at it that way, right? That's, 
yeah, fight, fight, fight. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to give them perspective, I guess, from a, from a fighter's perspective on, on some of the, the impacts uh, that, they could, that they could face. Um, I guess more, I guess, back to your, your career. Um, what to, I, I, I watched the last fight against Devin Clark, and I thought, I thought your performance was, was really, really good, cons- considering you took it on. How, how much notice? Was it three weeks? Not even, not even that. I took that fight on nine days. Nine days. Nine days. In fact, yep, nine days. If I'm almost correct, nine is because I flew on Wednesday, Texas. So from Wednesday to next Wednesday, yep, about nine days. Nine days notice. What was the uh, what was the mindset there? Like, what what was the decision behind? You know what? Nine days. Let's do it. Um... <laughs> My the the reason being, this is the thing. I had um fought. I had fought previously 21 days prior, and I fought to Bevon. I fought against Bevon Lewis at 185, and when I did, I told him. I I told my management, you know, I'm saying obviously I lost that fight by decision. I did not like the way that fight went. I did not like the way the judges scored that card. I, you know, I'm saying, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, there's a difference when you have actual UFC refs and you have guys who are filling in certain cars that are not necessarily UFC refs, they ref differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, again, his hand was raised, so it is what it is. But the thing is, is at that time, I felt like I worked so hard for such a little performance and I was upset. So I talked to my manager and I told my manager, I said, you know what? I'm still in fight shape. I want to take another fight. I haven't took no damage. There was no fight. It, the dude pretty yeah. much held me the whole time. There wasn't a fight. I yeah. was the one trying to engage into a fight. He didn't want that. He turned. He wanted to turn it into a, a holding match. So I'm like, you know what? Let's you know look for another fight for me. Um, obviously, I, I planned on fighting at uh 85, which is my actual weight class, because that's what I fight at. But they had told me that there was a feeling spot at 205, even though. It was outside of my weight class. That's the only thing they had that was available at this time. And um, things was lim- getting pretty limited for me. So I was like, you know, if it is what it is, run it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I took that fight, you know, against Devin Clark. And he, again, you know, I wanted to fight. I feel like there's no reason for me to, I weighed in that day I got there in Albuquerque. I weighed in that day at 202. The next day, or that Friday, I weighed in at 202. And then I kept trying to put on weight all week. But the next, you know, the next day I got up to 206. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you were fighting at the weigh-in weight. And he's probably 220, 225, you know? Uh, He was a good 239. That was was pretty much on the record. Because, you know, we, we... they weigh us in three times. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he had a good 30 pounds. But it is what it is, you know. Um, I wanted an actual fight, though. Like, it seemed like he was trying to win safely by any means necessary, but not really trying to finish me, but to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get the W. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things I like about your style is you, you've got a long range to begin with, and uh, you like to come forward. And that's, I, I really like your style. And that's, uh, I mean, you, I saw it in the first fight that you had in the UFC. I really liked that fight. I know it didn't go your way, but I, I thought that was, you know, 
someone who actually entertained your style. And I thought your performance stood out there because it was, you know, two guys who actually wanted to engage. Right. And you got to think about it. All three of my fights so far are all been short notices, and I've been the one who stepped in. Every last one of them. That fight in my UFC debut, I had to cut 25 pounds. I took it on three days' notice, and it was outside of my weight class. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, so, you know, that could, so me and my management, we agreed. My, my manager's uh, Jason House from the Iridium Sports Agency. We agreed that my next fight in the UFC, that we're taking it on full camp. I'll know ahead of time. So the UFC can actually see my potential because I feel like they they've only have yet to see a glimpse of what I can do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I'm taking these fights short notice, which part of it is my, you know, is on me. It's my decision, but it's more like I don't know. I'm still learning how this thing goes. I don't I don't I'm not familiar with, you know, do I take these opportunity now or I might not get the opportunity in a couple of years. I don't know how that works. So. It was more of like, I'm going to jump on the opportunity as soon as it comes because I'm not afraid to fight nobody, you know? And, yeah, and you have a, you have, I mean, you've got, you had 28 pro fights before even making it to the UFC. So, you know, you don't take a short notice fight to get in, you know, will that opportunity come up again, et cetera, et cetera. So those, those are definitely things you've got to weigh, right? Exactly. And at 33 years old, I mean, this is the thing, like, they look at it, some of them look at it as, well, he's 33 years old, he may be washed up or he may be past his prime, but I've been lucky enough to lose most of my fights by decision. Like, even that fight when I fought Dolce in my UFC debut, even though the referee had stopped the fight, that was an early stoppage. Like, I was completely into the fight. You know what I'm saying? I was wall walking during the time. I even talked to the ref. I thought it's because he threw the illegal elbow. I'm like, I'm like, that's the point. That's the first thing. I was completely responsive, 100%. And, you know, he did say later on after looking at the videos that it was, an, you know, that from his angle, it looked worse than what it actually was. And his job is to protect the fighters, which I could understand that. You know what I'm saying? But as a 30, as a 30 fight veteran at that time, you should at least give warnings. You never gave me a warning. You never said anything. You know what I'm saying? If I'm improperly defending myself, say something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because at that time, I was covered well, and I was walking the cage. That's the most action I've got this guy to actually move. So when he was moving, I was in the process of flipping him and reversing him because I knew that on his back, he is horrible. I knew this. Yeah. You know? I was just trying to get him to tire himself out. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. But again, these are fights that are in the past. The only thing I can do is look forward to something in the future. But I'm going to make sure that we have a full camp and I'll be ready for it. That way they can, you know, reconsider anything if they ever decided they want to cut me. You know, I'll make sure. Right now, I'm in good standings. You know, they appreciate the fact that I take fights short notice. They appreciate the fact that I always try to bring the the fight to any opponent that I fight. You know, yeah, I always yeah. bring the fight to them. Yeah, so I mean, they do like my, you, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've lost three fights, but all three of them have been you initiating it, you wanting to fight, and I think that I mean you you've seen it before. Like there are guys who have winning records. Um, Elias Theodoru, who was a middleweight uh, a while back, he had insanely winning. He was doing really well, but. His style wasn't uh, fan pleasing, um, and I think you know UFC tends to reward guys who, who who put on who put on a show, and that's the that's the way you fight. And that was one of the things that I was like, I got to get this guy on the show because I like I like the way you fight, and I liked your your you know you took 
you took a fight on nine days notice. I thought it was three weeks, nine days notice, uh, lo- losing your first two UFC fights. Nobody takes that risk. And I think that that stands out. And uh, I think, you know, you get rewarded for, for taking a gamble like that. Um, and then as for speaking for, you said you wanted to take some time and make sure you get a good training camp. Is there, obviously with the COVID-19 and all that, who knows when anyone's going to be able to get back in the octagon, but do you have a do you have a date? Uh, you're like you know what that's more or less when I'd want to fight. Or is there a timeline there? Or? Well, I wanted to get a fight in this year. I want I was looking towards the end of the year, but due to this COVID situation, I'm not even sure if that's possible. Like we don't know what's going on. We don't know how long this epidemic is epidemic is going to last. So it's kind of putting a lot of things on standstill. Like I'm unable to really even actually train like I wanted to train. I planned on. My two of my main gyms that I go back and forth between that I started going back and forth between that started putting a lot of effort into making these things happen, which was be back and forth from Vegas and extreme couture and going to uh, Colorado where I could actually train with, you know, uh, uh, not muscle farm, but train at Factory X and you know, Dwayne Ludwig's and Eastern Jiu-Jitsu. Like I was planning on going back and forth, you know, each month up into whatever fight I have. And then I would be in Vegas for three weeks and I'd be in Colorado for the remaining three weeks. And then I would finish my two weeks of my camp at home in Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Before I flew out wherever. So I'll make sure I had a full camp and I can actually focus. But during this now, it's like, there's, I can't even put a date on it. You know, I'd be lucky if, you know, I, if I get a fight in the beginning of next year, you know, just because, you know, this is putting everything on hold. Like and a lot of other fighters that are in the, you know, that are before us, like Dana has like over 200, 300 fighters. You know what I'm saying? So for me to be on any card is then a privilege now because all these other fights and events that had to be canceled and all these matchups that were already set that, you know, that I know that he still wants to put on, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, if I'm lucky, I get an undercard, you know? Yeah. I saw a, uh, so the UFC was supposed to have an event there in uh, in England, and uh, two of the fighters ended up competing as UFC fighters on uh, was it Cage Warriors or they fought for another organization as UFC fighters. Is that something that you would consider doing, or are you strictly I'm only fighting UFC? I'm I'm strictly fighting the only UFC. And the reason why I'm not fighting no other organizations because I worked hard to get here. I worked hard yeah. to be in the UFC, and I feel like I deserve that. So. I feel like not to discredit any other promotion, it's just the fact that I've had offers at Bellator before. I've had offers at, you know, PFL before I got to UFC. I promised my son that I would make it to the UFC and that I would get my hand raised there. And I still have yet to com- I still have yet to complete my promise to my child. So therefore, I don't want to step in any organization until I can I'm at fulfill my promise. So you know, obviously work is work and, you know, we all have duty calls, but my number one goal is to still remain and be active into the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I agree hundred percent. If I was, if I was in your shoes, I would do the exact same, you know, we, you work hard to make your, make your name, you know, you get to a big organization and even if you have to sit out an extra two months to make sure you're on a UFC card, I, I get it. It makes sense. Um, I guess, uh, We'll stick with the the you know uh, UFC there. Uh, obviously, news came out a couple of days ago um, 
on uh, the John Jones incident. Um, I, I haven't asked anybody of this yet, anyone uh, who's competed, I guess, in the UFC. And obviously you hate to see it, you know, uh, someone like that, a, a young athlete who's obviously the best in the world, in my opinion, the best of all time. Uh, what What's your take on it? Do you think, you know, what do you think the proper measure is here from, from, from an organizational standpoint? Do you think, you know, you, even if there is no legal repercussions, do you think they need to take a step back and be like, look, you've, you've, uh, you know, this isn't the first time you've done this. Or do you think it's like, you know what, it, he's a fighter, you know, what he does in his personal life is not any of our concern. You know, we deal with that separately. Well, what's, what's your take on it? Me personally, I feel like John Jones is a self, is a, is a destruction in itself. I am a John Jones fan. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I like John Jones. You know what I'm saying? I just feels like, you know, he he's his own worst enemy. There's certain, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that he really follows through or think before he makes some of the choices that he makes. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of being young. It is. It's part of being young. It's some part of living the dream. It's part of being labeled powerful, power one, the best in the world. So you feel like you can do anything in the world that you're untouchable, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? He has to be careful and to be mindful that he is an icon and that he is a role model. A lot of people look up to him, you know, as far as what's going on with the UFC and the UFC standpoint. I don't know because they've they stripped him before. And, you know, uh, he had some other legal issues. So he had they stripped him before. And that was his consequence. As far as stip- stripping him again, again, we don't really know the ins and outs of this situation. All we know is what been put on on the tabloids, TMZ and, you know, and all, uh, MMA Junkie. We don't really know the, the ins and outs and what really happened or what was going on, you know. So, you know, his, his situation can get dropped down to just a misdemeanor, a high-level misdemeanor or anything, you know, from what the big, the things they were saying is that, you know, he was in this vehicle when the police approached him. His car wasn't even open. They approached him. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, he had open alcohol in the car. He wasn't drinking and driving because he wasn't driving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and as far as him finding a gun and this and that and the other, the thing was is what, if, you know, they, he may have found a gun, but is it illegal? Is, I mean, does he have a CCW? I mean, there's certain things that people that they're not considering or they're not seeing. It's just going from how the outside looking in. So my opinion is for the UFC standpoint is I don't feel like they should make any type of consequences until they find out 100% what's going on, you know? And if any of these legal standpoints will prevent him from fighting, then I can understand you stripping him or creating an interim title for somebody to fight for the interim title and then for them to fight the champ when the champ returns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But right now he was had a, a close two close controversy uh um wins Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos. So you know and then we have uh 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 I can't even pronounce his name the guy who just beat uh Corey Anderson Young Blackovich yeah. Black Avenger or whatever his name is I fought on that new that uh center uh Sent to Air, um, in a card, you know, in, in Albuquerque. Um, maybe, you know, 
have one of those guys fight for interim t- title and then, you know, go from there. But I don't feel like he should be stripped directly right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bit too early. And besides, the whole sport's kind of on a standstill anyway. So, you know, exactly. it's, so it's not like he's up. He's just, he just defended this title. He just defended this title February 8th. He's not up to define to defend no title no time soon right now. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he had, yeah. He had three fights like right back to back Anthony Smith. And the two that you mentioned, Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been active. So, yeah, I think that there's no... They don't really have to take another fight for another year. Year and a half, if possible. You don't really have to right now. You know what I'm saying? So, he's good. He can just get this taken care of and sit back and remain active and be fine and follow the guidelines and don't get your ass in no more trouble. Yep, yep. Um, what's, so we, we talked about a date for you. Is there, is there a name that comes to mind? Like, you're like, oh, you know, I'd like to fight this guy or is it, you know, I'll, I'll worry about that closer to the date. Is there? I personally, to answer that question, I want to fight somebody who is going to match my style. I am tired. Even though this is chess and not checkers, I feel like I want to fight somebody who's going to bring out the best in me and to bring out the potential that I really have yet to show the UFC. I want to fight something that is, up, you know, just this more beneficial. I can't say really beneficial to me because anything is, if anything's worth eating, it's not worth having, you know. But at the same time, um, my my goal was to get into the top fifteen within the top, you know, within two years, and. Um, I do, I, I, you know, I, I'm looking at some of these guys. Um, I like, I like the Brad, uh, I like the Brad Tavares fight. Um, I do hey, like. Uh, I, I, I really like that fight. Um, you know, it, he's Hawaiian, so you know he's going to bring it, right? Like that's. Uh, that's the style. That's what they, they're coming. They're, they're coming to fight. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know. Um, I just want to. I want a striker. I want somebody who's want who wants to stand and bang. Let's just have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, they a lot of people mention Uriah Hall. We do stylistically have a good matchup. You know, um, that you know that's a good that's a pretty good situation. But I mean, really, I just I'm gonna have to prepare myself for anybody. You know, I I do want to be in the top the top fifteen, but. I'm grateful for whatever they put in front of me, just as long as they give me something that stylistically matches up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I and think you deserve that. Three short notice fights, you yeah, know. That, that's what I feel like. I honestly feel like I deserve a fight that as actually stylistically matches up and that's in my favor. I've done the UFC favors. They've given me the privilege and the honor to, to represent their brand and represent to fight them. So I will always be grateful. But I really feel like I deserve a break. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I guess a couple, couple more questions. Um, what, what's your prediction for uh, the only MMA card that could possibly happen in the next few months? Two forty nine. Do you have a prediction for the potential main event that may or may not happen? <laughs> could be even Tony. I doubt. I, 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 you know what? Truthfully, I doubt that Khabib's going. If he's already in Russia and Russia's not allowing him to leave the country. He's not fighting. I don't think they're going to, I don't think that's, I, I truthfully believe that it's going to be, uh, I believe that Gaethje, this Gaethje just don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? He don't. And I think that this is the crazy part though. Truthfully, I've, I've always told people this. My two 
predictions of the people who can actually beat Khabib will be the people that are facing each other, which is Tony Ferguson and Gaethje, Justin Gaethje. Those are the only two people that I feel like stylistically that can beat Khabib because of they have the they have they they bring the forward pressure, which we all know Khabib at his his only weakness is he cannot fight going backwards. He yeah. cannot. I'm saying they have both Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje has endless cardio. You know, they both have wrestling backgrounds and they both have jits backgrounds. So that's going to be a tough matchup for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I believe that those two people are the only two people at 155 that can be, could be those only two people I feel like can in that whole division, you know? Um, it would suck that they fought each other. I would hate to see that because, you know, um, I don't know who would win, but at the same time, I would like to see one of those guys face Khabib. And I feel like the opposite, the whoever wins, I feel like they both have a chance to fight Khabib if Khabib loses, if he wins, if he beats one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like if... Justin, for instance, if Justin beat Tony Ferguson, then the fight could be Tony Ferguson is not going to be due to fight could be for another situation. Well, maybe he would be able because they've been wanting to match that matchup for so long that they probably still give him that opportunity. But I feel like Justin Gaethje has fought some people and deserved to be in that that little pool of potential contenders. But if he beats he loses to Tony Ferguson, he's gonna it's gonna set him back. Yeah. So yeah, it, it almost eliminates fight. it almost exactly. eliminates one of the contenders, yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. And I guess for some uh, non-MMA content, what uh any recommendations? What are you uh, what are you watching? What are you uh what are you doing during quarantine? Any any TV shows, any movies? Truthfully, man, I've been um I've been trying to I've been trying to uh, Get, get get myself active in the social media life um, to be more interactive with fans, uh, uh, talk shows, you know, uh, podcasts as much as possible, just to get my name out there, just to to get the people to just to, to remember the trend. So that I haven't had I haven't had a chance to yet put a, a statement or impact on the UFC world yet, but I'm going to. And when I do, I want. Then I want the 185 division to know that they have a problem on their hands. I just haven't had a chance to showcase it yet. But it's only because of this that this, I've been each fight I've been at a disadvantage, which I knew. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. It's just if you look at the ins and the outs of these disadvantages, I've always brought the fight. And that's even on short notices. So for them to be aware that at full potential, what problem I'm going to be, you know? But as far as watching um any shows, man, I've been I've been watching like The Walking Dead, man. I've been trying to find out something to watch that are long full seasons that I can just try to occupy my time. So I started watching The Walking Dead. I haven't watched it yet, you know. So we'll see what where that goes. But other than that, nothing specific. Nothing specific. Yeah, and uh, I guess a question I just thought of right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so as a, like, I'm just thinking, you know, as a, I have a little brother who's 11 years old and if he came up to me and said, you know what, I want to be an MMA fighter, I'd, I'd hit him upside the head and be like, no, you're not. You're like, you're no way. Right. If, uh, as someone who's, who's obviously fought and he's has 30 plus fights, uh, if, 
if your kid came up to you and said, you know what, I want to be a fighter. And uh, what, what advice, I guess, would you give to parents who, who have kids who want to want to do martial arts? Uh, uh, well, the thing is, it depends. At the end of the day, you always want your kids to be in, active in some type of activity and type of sports. Right now, for instance, my, my boys, because I have all boys. One of my boys are, you know, um, he's, in, he's in wrestling. I went from wrestling to football. And I teach him, you know, pad work and teach him, uh, you know, martial arts myself just so they can learn how to defend themselves if it ever comes down to it. But it's if, it depends if they actually really want to do this. I mean, it's all, you know, put them in like a taekwondo or, you know, just something for them to be active and see if this is what they want to do. And they decided they'll talk about fighting later when they get older. But so then the the thing is, as us as young kids these days and growing up in this world, mixed martial arts is probably one of the best type of disciplines you can give a grown upcoming kid because it teaches us different discipline and self-control and, you know, how to be able to handle our anger, you know? So yeah. I, 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 I'm all for it, you know? I yeah. am. I'm awful. Yeah, I do. Uh, like, I did a little bit of jujitsu, and uh, I personally, because I don't like getting punched in the face, <laughs> I stuck with uh, jujitsu, uh, which is no joke either. You know, choke, choke doesn't tickle. But uh, one thing wow. I always found about jujitsu was, you know, the the class. You know, whether you win or lose, you shake hands, you bow, you show respect, and I think that's that's that. something that's uh, that's the one thing I think of, that martial arts does for a lot of people and a lot of kids is teaches them respect and, and discipline. And, and you don't get that in a lot of other sports. You don't at all. All right, man. I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to me and uh, wish you all the best. And I'll look forward to, you, to your other fight. And hopefully it's in, uh, it's in uh, 2020 and not 2021. And uh, I hope you get a fight that, uh, that entertains your style where you can really showcase uh, what you've got because I'm a huge fan. I like the way you fight. Um, so uh, all the best and uh, stay safe. Thank you. I appreciate it.